Hi, this is Daniel J. Hogan, and welcome back to the Magic of Airy podcast, brought to you by MagicAvery.com. Last time, our heroes used lungfish to breathe underwater, as Five Toes the dragon carried them to the crumbling city beneath the sea. After arriving at the city's castle, Five Toes went to ask the queen to come meet Steve and his companions. To stay updated, you can follow me on Twitter, at Daniel J. Hogan, or follow the podcast, at MOE Podcast. You can also like the podcast on Facebook. And now, the next wonderful episode of The Magic of Airy. Episode number 31, The Queen. The group waited patiently in the small waiting area. Like the exterior of the castle, it too was in shambles and had a triangle motif. Steve found it somewhat difficult to walk through the water. However, Uncle Shameless was not having any problems thanks to his elder cherry wine, which he was able to drink under the sea thanks to the lungfish. This is exciting. I can't believe we get to meet the queen. Hera said eagerly as she floated around the room. Steve shrugged, uninterested. Aren't you excited about meeting the queen? Steve shrugged again. Well, I think this is a huge honor. You do realize, don't you, that this is the only realm free from Theokra's yoke of- Yeah, yeah, yoke of tyranny. Steve finished in an uncaring tone as he slowly floated around the waiting room's sandy floor. The room was tilted causing large piles of sand to form on one side of the room. At last, Five Toes returned. I shall be bringing the queen to meet you momentarily. Please bow. A queen? Uncle Shameless exclaimed from out of nowhere. He looked himself over in a cracked, dirty mirror on the wall and pulled up his pants and did his best to brush back his hair, forgetting that he was underwater. I bet she's beautiful. Hera and Zero shared a concerned look. Uh, have you ever seen any citizens of the city beneath the sea before? Uncle Shema shook his head, causing the tail of his lungfish to flop around wildly. But I'm sure she's a classy lady, Uncle Shameless said, as he bowed in front of a large triangle that formed the door to the throne room. Oh, you won't be disappointed, Zeroth said as everyone else bowed behind Uncle Shameless. Five Toes peeked his head out of the door and swam into the waiting room with the queen beside him. I present to you Her Majesty, the Queen. Before anyone had a chance to say or do anything, Uncle Shameless spoke up without looking at the queen. Milady, thank you for this honor to be in your magnificent presence. We have traveled far, but to gaze upon your beauty is a award beyond comparison. Zeoth cast a quick look at Steve that suggested he thought Uncle Shameless had finally lost his mind. After sneaking a peek at the queen, Steve agreed. <laughs> oh my, how charming you are. The queen said in a soft, golden voice, You certainly are most welcome in my city. With his head bowed and his eyes closed, Uncle Shameless extended a hand towards the queen. My lady, might I ask thee but a small favor? <laughs> you might. Might I thy kiss thy regal hand, thy though? Uncle Shameless asked, surprising Steve with his vocabulary. <laughs> oh my, five toes. You did not tell me there was such a charmer in your party. Five Toes covered his long face with one of his scaly hands and shook his head. Calmly and gracefully, the queen slid her hand in Uncle Shameless's grasp. With his eyes still closed, he leaned down and kissed her hand. <laughs> Uncle Shameless yelled after his lips touched the queen's hand. What was that? An old boot? Uncle Seamus opened his eyes and looked down to see the queen's leathery, scale-covered, three-clawed hand in his. He quickly glanced up at the queen. 
Yipe! Uncle Shameless shouted as he jumped into the arms of the now-standing Zeroth. Steve hid his face in his hands. This can't be good. What is that? Uncle Shameless hollered as he pointed the creature in front of him. It floated above the sea floor, propelled by waving its finned, snake-like lower half. Its upper torso was covered in several small, form-fitting plates, reminding Steve of a turtle's underbelly. It had a head similar to five toes, including the whisker-like tendrils near the snout, but was a green-brown color instead of five toes' bright blue. While it had no legs, it did have two long, lanky arms that ended with clawed hands of two fingers and a thumb that were webbed. Two horns jutted out from its temples like a pair of sevens, and two long, curved teeth on either side of its top jaw escaped its leathery lips. That is the queen. This really can't be good. Several bulky guards of similar appearance to the Queen appeared from nowhere and began swimming towards Uncle Shameless with sharp spears. Silver helmets covered their heads and simple plate armor covered their chest. Panic grabbed a hold of the companions as the guards approached with their weapons readied. Steve feared the worst, when all of a sudden the agonizing silence was broken. More of the Queen's giggling filled the room. She swam up to Uncle Shameless and patted him on the head with one of her clawed hands. (laughs) And funny, too. Please, she said with a polite bow of her own. Would all of you join me in my throne room? The queen turned and swam through the triangular doorway behind her. The guards lowered their spears and returned to their hiding places. The companions looked at one another, and Zeroth let go of Uncle Shameless. They walked past Five Toes, who was still in shock. As Uncle Shameless walked haphazardly past Five Toes, the dragon reached down and lightly flicked the back of Uncle Shameless's head with a clawed finger. Ow! was all Uncle Shameless had time to say before Five Toes pushed him into the throne room and pulled the door shut with his whip-like tail. You are listening to the Magic of Airy podcast, a free audiobook podcast by Daniel J. Hogan, available at magicofairy.com and through the iTunes Music Store. The queen was waiting for the companions and was sitting on her throne. She watched everyone walk into the throne room instead of swim, and everyone's surprised, she immediately sat up and started yelling. What are you doing? Everyone looked at the queen and became rather confused. Get off the floor. I just had it swept. The queen commanded as she swam over to Steve and lifted him up off the stone floor with ease, forcing the boy to float. She looked down and gasped at the sand that had been spread around the floor. Steve was confused that the queen so easily shrugged off the insult by Uncle Shameless, yet was quick to anger over something as trivial as spreading sand on the floor, which was underwater. Five Toes asked everyone to swim in place as to keep off the royal floor, while the queen directed servants in their sweeping. This was harder than normal because the sand would only float up momentarily just to land back on the floor again. Steve pulled on one of Five Toes' hands. The dragon leaned down to the boy, and Steve whispered into the dragon's pointed ear. What's your problem? We're underwater. Doesn't everything just sort of wash away? The dragon answered the boy in a quiet whisper. The queen takes cleanliness very seriously, especially when it comes to sand. It reminds her of the citizens who have moved out of the old city and into those poorly built sand houses I showed you earlier. The dragon made a quick glance around the throne room to make sure no one else was watching and whispered again. Plus, the uh, cleanliness uh, quirk runs in the family. Her parents were much worse, if you can believe that. I can't. 
sure enough, the queen was taking the entire sweeping of the floor business very seriously. Her calm, smooth voice from before had been replaced by one that was loud, gruff, and perhaps best suited for someone who worked at a truck stop diner. No, not like that. The queen yelled in a deep, commanding voice as she swam over to a servant and showed him how to sweep properly. Steve remembered the wall carving he had seen of a creature sweeping a floor, and realized now how much sense it made. Finally, the queen was satisfied, but only after she had taken a broom from a servant and swept the floor herself. She swam over to a storage closet and placed the broom back into its proper place, made sure that the closet was locked, and swam back to her throne. The queen's throne was made of an aged metal, with a high back topped by a large triangle with a point near the queen's head. The queen made herself comfortable, and proceeded to introduce herself. She bowed her horned head slightly, and spoke eloquently to the group. Welcome to my city. I am Queen Lana the Fourth, ruler of the Worms, daughter of. Oh, I'm never gonna remember any of that, Queenie. Can I just call you Stumpy? Everyone's jaw dropped in shock. Uncle Shameless noticed the silence. No? Okay, how about Wormy? He looked around for approval. He looked up and saw Five Toes staring at him, mouth agape and shaking his head. What? What? The silence was quickly broken by the Queen's giggling. <laughs> you truly are a treat. Oh no, she's gonna eat me. Uncle Shamus cried as he looked for an exit. Queen Lana the Fourth laughed again. <laughs> Please, come sit by me, funny one. No, I'm comfortable floating here, thank you. Oh, please, I insist. Mm, so do I, said Uncle Shameless, but he was pushed over to the throne by a swift shove from five toes. He reluctantly sank down to one of the small steps leading up to the throne. Who else is with you? The queen asked five toes. The dragon motioned for everyone to step forward and show themselves to the queen. Era was first, and she bowed respectfully. Ah, a pelican. Strange bird, the pelican. Queen Lana the Fourth looked at Uncle Shameless, confused. I do not understand. The queen confessed, and before Uncle Shameless could explain his joke, Zeroth stepped forward. The queen's eyes widened at the sight of the unusual-looking bird man. You certainly are an interesting creature. Zeroth did not know what to say, and simply bowed his head and floated aside, allowing Steve to move forward. Steve swam to the queen. Is that you, Steve, destroyer of cities? Steve did not like the sound of this new title. What are you talking about? Majesty, what do you mean by calling him Steve, destroyer of cities? This is the boy. Just Steve is fine. This is just Steve. Five Toes continued with a nod. Steve shook his head at the dragon's misunderstanding. He is the one spoken of in the prophecy. Even though they were far beneath the waves of the rock sea, Steve shook his head as he heard the familiar thunder rumble once more. Where did you get that title? I don't know. I never destroyed any cities. No, your title of just. You didn't mention it before. You must have done something very valiant. Steve shook his head as fast as he could while underwater. No, I didn't. Silence, please. Just Steve, destroyer of cities. Great, not one of those weirdos with too many names. Steve was certain he heard Gladius chuckle under Zeroth's cloak. You are listening to the Magic of Airy podcast a free audiobook podcast by Daniel J. Hogan. Copies of the original novel can be purchased through magicofairy.com and amazon.com. You can also download a PDF of the entire novel for only $3.75. Visit magicofairy.com for more details. You have not heard then. Steve shook his head, 
Queen Lana IV waved a clawed hand. Three bubbles appeared and began spinning in her hand. They crashed together in a burst of white light and formed a large glowing bubble that cast the throne room in a pale white light. Fiak Ra, the Hawk King, has blamed you for the destruction of the village formerly known as Uth, the last human village. The queen explained as a ghostly image of a destroyed village appeared in the shining bubble, giving everyone a view of the wanton destruction caused by the Hawk King's forces. In addition to putting a lofty price on your head, she said as the bubble now showed a poorly drawn wanted poster of Steve with equally poorly drawn letters. The Hawk King's minions have been traveling the land spreading tales of the destruction you cause and how dangerous you and your friends are. The bubble showed even more poorly drawn wanted posters of Era, Zeroth, and Uncle Shameless, who took exception to the unnecessary detail paid to his lazy eye. Ah, oh, come on, it isn't that bad when they have to do that. Uncle Shameless whined as he looked at the poor drawing of himself with one large, lopsided eye. Zeroth noticed that his poster made reference to the formal complaint filed against him, clenched his beak as he tried to keep his anger in check. He has also blamed you for the destruction of Tal. What? Everyone cried in unison, except Uncle Shameless, who was still pretty upset about the bad wanted poster. It is true. The queen said regretfully, realizing they were unaware of the attack on the Duck City. Look... The bubbles showed the still-burning buildings of the port city. Flights of pyrex choked the sky or sat perched on charred remains of buildings. A flying figure hovered above a shattered lighthouse. It directed the pyrex and Hawken warriors with a flaming spear. The vision moved in closer and Steve once again looked upon Fiacra. The bubble changed and showed the side of Fiacra's head. Steve stared at the image without blinking. Suddenly, Fiacra turned his head and looked in Steve's direction. A loud hawk cry filled Steve's head, and the bubble burst. Tal has been demolished and its citizens enslaved. Steve suddenly felt very bad and thought back to when Istrio had yelled at him for not going direct to Uth. The Hawk King's minions continue to spread their lies that you are responsible. Then you know I didn't destroy those cities? Just because I live in a crumbling castle under the sea does not mean I can't keep up with current events. But while you did not directly cause their destruction... Your choice to go to the Hawk King city instead of Uth. Wow, word gets around, don't it? Queen Lana smiled a jagged, toothy smile. It does, just Steve, destroyer of cities. But what is done is done. You cannot change the past, but you can shape the future with what you choose to do next. You want me to go where? The Temple of Arcana. There you will meet the three sisters, and they will help you on the next part of your quest. Woohoo! Three sisters! Why do I have to keep going to all these different places and meeting all these different people? This is like a scavenger hunt. Why can't you just go to one place and take care of everything at once? Convenience and simplicity do not a hero make. Uh, yeah, thanks for whatever that was. Where is this place anyway? Do not worry. Five toes will transport you there, explained the queen. The great dragon nodded and smiled a toothy grin. But it is your choice. If you decide that you wish to go no further, five toes will transport you to the surface. Really? Asked the boy, considering the idea. Yes. But if you choose not to go to the temple, who knows what will happen to the enslaved citizens of Tal, or the rest of Erie. Or you can continue your quest and become the hero you were prophesied to be, The choice is yours.
This concludes today's episode of The Magic of Eri. Make sure to join us again next time. Will Steve decide to go to the Temple of Arcana? What awaits him at this mysterious temple if he does go? Will Uncle Shameless ever stop insulting the Queen? Find out in the next thrilling episode of The Magic of Eri. The copyright date of this episode was August 17th, 2010. Help support this free podcast. Please use the PayPal donate button on the website to make a donation. The Magic of Eri podcast by Daniel J. Hogan and Scary Dice Productions is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 United States license. This only applies to the podcast and not the original novel. Feel free to share this podcast. The Magic of Eri, the podcast, written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. This podcast was produced in GarageBand and Audacity on a Mac. Some sound effects and music are provided by freesound.org. Other sound effects and music provided by GarageBand. For more information or to buy a copy of the original novel, please visit magicofairy.com or danieljhogan.com. And as always, thanks for listening.